live from the corner of Art and Mystery, Hidden Theater proudly presents Radio Plays. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a very special episode this week. Our play is The Balloon Handler Makes Good, and it was recorded live in Provincetown, Massachusetts at the Tennessee Williams Theater Festival. Our actors are Michelle Kaminsky playing Iris, Sarah Johnson playing Ginger, and Isabel Friesen playing Sally with myself reading the role of Pilot. For this story, all you need to imagine is a bare stage, a simple light on whoever is speaking. The pilot, the father, is separate from his family, the girls. We hope you enjoy The Balloon Handler Makes Good, written by Mark Charney. Most pilots here at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, begin by extending a warm welcome, but not me. Instead, I'm going to ask you to accompany me on a little journey, one that will depict for you in grueling detail the significance of what you've agreed to take on today. Picture this. It's no longer 2009. It's 1997, and you're not in sunny Florida. You're in New York. It's very early in the morning, and it's cold freezing cold. You're not at a theme park, but at the real Macy's Day Parade in New York City. And you're not carrying the big bad Santa balloon, but the much more unwieldy cat in the hat. We're talking over 100 handlers, folks, just for one balloon. Chew on that. Volunteers, not unlike yourself, gathered for training, but several of them obviously didn't take their responsibilities seriously. Balloon wrangling is not a sport, it's an art, and must be treated as such. The wind was gusting 36.98 miles an hour to be exact, and the cat in the hat was restless. He buckled, he swerved, and finally, in spite of many committed handlers, he broke free. I wasn't there on the first day. So I just heard about it. I work in advertising, and I was in the timeshare, writing copy and composing yet another newsletter. Ryan, in one of his rare bouts of generosity, offered to take the girls. At first, Dad said we could go alone, but he got worried. I'm 17. For God's sake, I think Sally and I could brave an amusement park by ourselves. Personally, I'm glad Dad agreed to come. We had to bring tickets that Dad printed from the internet, and there was something about verifying everything by a credit card, and we had to bring our school IDs. Always freak out in the simplest of things, Sally. Girls, don't start. It's my fault anyway. On the drive to Orlando, both Ryan and I worried that the girls wouldn't enjoy themselves as much if they were stressed about the first day. I had to work. So I was relieved when, I, when Ryan offered to go along. The real problem wasn't whether we would go with or without a parent. It was that Mom decided we could make it on $25 for the first day. At Universal, that hardly buys you a burger and a Coke. $25, right? I was happy Dad wanted to go. Easier. Plus, Dad is always busy and usually super stressed. So it's rare that, that we even see him. And at least at first, we had a good time. Good being a relative term here, mind you. Universal has none of the magic of Disney World, even if the rides are supposedly better. It was right before New Year's Eve, the most crowded time of the year. The Spider-Man line was 180 minutes long. That's like 
almost three hours or something. We made our way through the Islands of Adventure, and we're meeting a friend of Dad's who works at the park. And when Dad put us on the mummy ride. My husband refuses to ride anything like a roller coaster. Saw some horrible accident once at one of those traveling fairs where a girl was actually- Gross, Mom. They don't want to hear that story. Yeah, they do. It's sick, j just to warn you. It's fascinating, really. Truly grotesque. Ryan was about the girl's age when he was riding some brand of roller coaster called the Wild Mouse at one of Tennessee's county fairs. As the cart traversed a particularly sharp curve and the girls in the cart in front of them were screaming and waving their hands around, their car went around a sharp curve and actually jumped the track. You've never experienced chaos until you watch a balloon that has escaped its handlers. Rogue balloons can be dangerous business. In 1990, Chili Willie fled during Detroit's Thanksgiving parade and was rescued by the Coast Guard 25 miles away. But the cat in the hat, man, he had a mind of his own. Audience members don't understand how the wind channels between buildings, causing havoc if the handlers are not paying attention every second. They appreciate the spectacle but they cannot begin to comprehend the intricacy of the process. You may be volunteers, but if you are not absolutely serious about balloon handling, then you should go back to the park and watch the parade with the other saps. It's up to you. Either you choose to be one of the people who makes things happen, or you're the type that things happen to. You decide. Do I make myself clear? I will take your silence as agreement. Okay, back to our friend the cat. One of the handlers had wrapped her line around her hand incorrectly, like this. And when the cat took off, it broke her finger immediately, just snapped it right off. He swung from building to lamppost to billboard, his tall red and white hat knocking debris down onto the audience. Lampposts, power lines, even windows. Before he could be put down, the cat in the goddamn hat had injured four people and sent one woman to the hospital with permanent, mind you, permanent brain damage. Balloon handling is serious business. One of the girls directly in front of Ryan, in the front car of the Wild Mouse, blonde and tall and maybe a little drunk, stood up with her hands in the air at exactly the wrong moment. As the car fiercely careened off the track to meet the ground, she was actually sliced in half, vivisected. Dad said that the ride stopped and fire engines had to come and remove the passengers. He was right behind the sliced up girl, saw everything. And so he stopped riding rides that have an intense forward motion or that propel him at breakneck speed. He thinks it accounts for his somewhat anxious demeanor. He rode Dumbo once. We had to make him. He closed his eyes the entire time and screamed like a baby. And on the Buzz Lightyear ride, he squeezed me so hard that I couldn't see to shoot the aliens. The important thing is that Dad threw us into an 85-minute mummy line. And when we got out, I had a flurry of texts going to carry a balloon in the Macy's Day Parade. We'll be without my phone. The parade begins at 6 o'clock. Watch it from the Monster Cafe. And then Mom called, pretty much giving us all that information again. Ryan called me when he was asked to help carry a balloon and I wanted to make sure I got the message to the girls. He doesn't trust technology. He doesn't trust anyone. He's always been sort of suspicious. Ryan was sitting, reading actually, when some park participant asked him to handle a balloon in the Universal Macy's Day Parade. I believe they find volunteers every day, 
but he read it as some sort of honor, and Ryan likes awards. I'm handling the big bad Santa, he texted. It's near the front of the parade. Look for me. I didn't even know what he meant. Handling the big bad Santa? Like, he's going to rough him up or something? On the way back to the timeshare that night, it was all that he talked about. He loved it. He even changed his Facebook status to something like, Ryan got drafted yesterday into working as a balloon handler at the Macy's Parade at Universal, shepherding the big Santa through the complicated streets with 11 other handlers. Ryan McAllister, balloon artist and handler. It's a career shift, but somebody has to do it. I thought it was cute. A respite from his sedentary day job. Ryan's an accountant. But when we went back to Universal the next day, he volunteered again. And that was just the start of it. Because the handling device that each of you will access is spool-like, it is commonly referred to as the bone. No dog jokes, please. Pick up your bones, making certain that there is no excess handling line between it and the ground so that you maintain even tension on your line. This can only happen if you hold your bone at waist level. Not chest, not knee, but waist. Should you encounter a situation where your bone is pulling away from you and you can no longer maintain a controlled hold on it, what do you do? Anyone? The correct answer is let go of it. When we walk Big Bad Santa out of the warehouse, I will indicate the number of bone revolutions. Please let out or take in 10 wraps on your line. I will ask you all to count these wraps in rhythm as a team to fly Santa evenly and safely to the ideal height of 50 feet. Concentration is critical at this initial phase. When you are marching, always watch me, not the balloon itself or the crowd. When you hear your balloon being introduced on the parade sound platform, Big Bad Santa, please join the parade. I will direct you to step forward briskly with your shoulders erect, especially as you round the corner onto Universal Avenue and the teeming crowds. And remember the balloon flying hand signals. This means forward, this slow down, this stop, this left turn, and this right turn. Think of this exercise almost as a military mission, one which I am leading. I expect and deserve your utmost respect Insubordination will not be tolerated. Do you understand? He volunteered every day that week. Ryan couldn't imagine not handling the big bad Santa. Comparing it to some sort of reconnaissance mission. I've rarely seen him so excited. To be honest, it was irritating. You know how folks can get stuck on something? Well, Dad was stuck, and he kept repeating the stories at each parade in some sort of endless loop. He asked us again and again, how did I do? How did I look? Did you see me dancing? Didn't I look like I knew what I was doing? To be honest, we didn't see him that first day at all. We couldn't find Monster Cafe in time, and, and we missed his balloon. But we saw no reason to hurt him with the truth. He's pretty sensitive, so we just reassured him that he was amazing. And I bet he was. One thing about Dad, when he throws himself into something, then he really throws himself into something. He had the terminology down. I heard a lot about slack lines, balloon deflation, strong cross winds, and line tension. And he replicated all of the hand signals, imitating the pilot's manner of marching, gesturing, speaking. I met that pilot once, and it was uncanny. Ryan had him down. You have to jog in a circle to spin the balloon around when making a turn. The most important positions are in the front and back of the balloon. The center is mostly maintenance. 
Ideal height for a balloon is 50 feet above ground. His days in the warehouse grew longer. We barely saw him at Universal, and he didn't ever go with us to Disney World when we went to Animal Kingdom or Epcot. Epcot is his favorite park. Didn't want to let the pilot down. And the most irritating thing is that he didn't call the pilot by name. He called him pilot, sort of how like the English talk about university without the article. Pilot said this, pilot said that. Some bizarre form of respect, I imagine. But to me, it sounded like he was discussing a pet, like a dog, pilot. And then, well, it came time to leave, to go home. None of us wanted to, but for Dad, well, returning to a life in Murfreesboro represented something else altogether, the end of his world. When you reach the warehouse after the parade is over, return to the initial area that has Big Bad Santa so that we can begin the deflation process. Reel in the line from your bone in tandem, following my orders. Those with white bones will reel first, followed by those who carry black bones. We will alternate until the balloon is finally resting for the evening. Your captains will assist by opening appropriate deflation zippers to release the helium. Continue to hold your bones until the balloon is stabilized. Do not inhale helium escaping from the balloon, no matter how great the temptation. And take great care not to walk on the balloon fabric. These characters are delicate, and they demand your respect. Above all, do not leave until you are dismissed. Thank you for your efforts in bringing our signature parade balloons down Universal Avenue. We hope... Now that you are trained, you will volunteer again in the future. I didn't know what to tell him. He was in mourning. He had been promoted to captain, and he didn't want to give up the gig, unpaid though it was. He said he felt like a better man when he was wearing that black jumpsuit and the little red Santa cap with the white cloth ball on the end. He wanted the family to watch him on the last day, supposedly to see how adroitly he could maneuver the balloon. Although, by this point, he had stopped calling it a balloon. Like Pilot, he called it by his name, BBS, Big Bad Santa. It was almost as if he knew the balloon intimately now. Not in a creepy way or anything, like they were buddies. And so we went. The girls and I got good places right in front of the Monster Cafe, and we waited. Finally, we could see the balloon rounding the corner of the street, and we were all taken aback. It was, for lack of a better word... Unbelievably substantial, awe-inspiring. It really was a majestic balloon, just like Dad said. He was jolly, sure, but he was also sort of beautiful. For the first time, I understood the saint and Saint Nick. All three of us were transfixed, captivated, really, so much so that we never glanced down at the handlers at all. The color of the jumpsuits, juxtaposed with the color of the street, created some sort of odd blending leaving the Santa balloon looking as if it was flying of its own volition. It reminded me of childhood, of the belief in miracles, of being visited by Santa Claus. So we never saw Dad at all. And when the parade ended, he didn't show. Even Mom wasn't surprised. We just quietly packed up the car and left. It was sort of weird. I keep thinking we'll get a postcard or maybe even a letter. But even if we don't, it's okay. I know that sounds strange, not searching for a man who was always a solid husband and father. I mean, I've known Ryan for over 30 years, but he was never as happy as that week when he felt like his life held some sort of purpose. We thought we saw him last Christmas on television, handling Garfield in the Macy Day Thanksgiving Parade. 
But it was a brief moment, and it was crowded. We couldn't be sure. At dusk, I find myself looking for him. In the sky, of all places. I know that sounds odd, but I saw a movie when I was very young. Maybe The Red Balloon. But I might be confusing that with a ballet movie about the red slippers. Either way, I remember a little boy floating above some city, carried by the helium in his balloon and the wind, watching the lives below him with amusement and curiosity. I like to think of your dad that way, floating above our heads in a sky that promises perpetual Christmas, looking down on us, thankful that we loved him enough to let him fly. End of play. Thank you for joining us. This has been The Balloon Handler Makes Good by Mark Charney.